So did you mix the cacao with the gin? Was it I like had, a cocktail? No, I had no cacao. I just had this. It wasn't even offered to me. Perhaps they were just like, she's good. She's, good. she's got a drink she for the night. She seems fine, yeah. Sarah seems really happy She tonight. fell in the fire a couple of times. But like. <laughs> You're listening to Behind the Bays. I'm Star. I'm Lockie Mac. And today we are joined by the absolute queen mm. of Byron, our favourite character mm-hmm. and arguably everybody else's. We have the amazing Sarah, aka St. James Music, in the studio with us today. <laughs> hey, Queen. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's weird seeing your face not on a screen anymore. Yeah, everybody yeah. says that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really odd. How have been how have things been since you've been out of Byron Bay or just off the show in really, general? Really, really good. Yeah. yeah, it's been great. I'm just doing a lot of music stuff and living my life, having a good time. So it's been great. Have people been recognizing you since the show came out? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is very chill. I'm back based on the Gold Coast mm-hmm. and um Everyone is really chill there, so there hasn't been anything too crazy, but like I've had people come up and they're just like extra friendly and really lovely and a few people that have like made some comments and stuff, but mostly they're just like, they kind of like look at you and then they're like, hey, (laughs) wave and I'm like, hey. It's like the moment where you make awkward eye contact with someone, you're like, wait, do I know this person? A (laughs) hundred percent. And then they're staring at you and you're like, and sometimes I forget that I was on a show. So I'm like, what are you looking at? And then I'm like, oh, that's right. They probably just watched Baze. (laughs) Like, hey. So have you had any bad experiences with people recognising you? Is anyone who wasn't a fan yet? Not that I know of. I'm sure that they're there, but but no one's been rude. Everyone is just really chill on the Gold Coast. Like what, you know, what you see on the show of what I say about the Gold Coast, and everyone being non-judgmental and accepting is 100% what happens. If people don't like you, they're not coming up and telling you. They're just super polite. So I'm sure there's plenty of people who are like not vibing, but I, I, you know, I don't see it and I'm very happy to not see it or hear about it. That sounds like a them problem. You just keep doing your thing. That was a very straightforward answer. That felt like one of your interviews in the show. (laughs) That felt very – I mean, it's lucky that you haven't had them because I had some guy come up to me in a nightclub and he's like, hey, man, I've seen your videos. And I was like, oh, thanks, dude. And he goes, didn't say I like them. Oh, I was wild. like, well, I shouldn't have jumped to conclusions. You did say you've just seen them. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Thanks for the feedback that I didn't ask for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it must be nice being famous, Lockie, getting uh, recognised in the club. I'm just a regular guy. I put my pants on one leg at a time just like everybody else. <laughs> but I, I've noticed you haven't lugged in a 10-kilo keyboard today. Is everything okay? <laughs> I was told there would be one here. So, oh, shit. Yeah. Did you, pro- you were supposed to bring it? I thought you were going to provide the keyboard. Right. Have <laughs> you? What about like an app, like a little keyboard app? Would that be the same? Just that like a little be... finger action? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they sh- if that's not invented yet, you should invent that. That's a great idea. Yeah. I actually know how to play a few songs. <gasps> Do um, you? We should do it. Mary Had a Little Lamb, yeah. mm-hmm. Hot Cross Buns. Classic. All the classics. What's the... Chopsticks. No, no. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm actually really talented. Okay, you guys are going to form a band after this and we're going to get left behind. We should. We should, actually. Oh, plot twist. Second season. So, Sarah, when Byron Bay's came out on Netflix, mm. did you watch the episodes? Straight away? Yes. Straight yeah. Away. Like yeah. one night binge? Yeah. It was oh. so weird because my, my girlfriends planned a little party for me and I'd flown straight back from Sydney because um, we'd been in Sydney for press and, and promo and we came I came back hours before it dropped. So we went to my girlfriend's place and um, they put on dinner and we watched a few episodes and then half of my girlfriends are pregnant so they all got really tired and like, <laughs> they were all going to bed. And, and I went home and I was like, I can't. I can't not watch it. I can't go to sleep like having not seen it. And 
my Wi-Fi was down and my internet wasn't working. So I'm like in bed on my iPhone with like the grainiest <laughs> quality watching this. And I was like, of all people, like how am I watching this show in like the worst possible way, like one o'clock in the morning, just like trying to see what was going on. It was really weird. So the next day I had to go back and like re-watch it because I really didn't see much or, or, you know, that whole last few episodes was a bit of a blur. So did you have to top up your data after that as well, after watching it on your phone? I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Vodafone, if you're listening, please send a sponsor, Sarah's Way. So what was that like seeing yourself on, I was going to say the big screen, but on whatever screen on you're watching it? On the tiniest screen. On the tiniest screen. Tiny granny yeah, screen. Tiny. The screen was great. Um, it was the weird thing is, is it didn't feel that weird. I mm. think now because we all kind of create content and you do see yourself when you're creating like TikToks or reels or whatever it is, um, it does seem kind of natural now. So to see it on television was like obviously the quality is amazing and the camera, you know, the camera crew was so great at like filming all the great bits and and. Um, the, the weird thing was when I started to get DMs from people all over the world and then it like really hits home that like everyone everywhere has access to this and is, and is watching. So that to me was like the trip. Watching it on, on, on the screen was like cool and then, you know, like, hey, from Brazil or from Japan or all over. Turkey. And that's, that's <laughs> Many people from Turkey reaching out? <laughs> Not for me personally. I mean, I thought the followers would have trans- to... transferred <laughs> over a fair bit. So they seem to be a very loyal audience. Um now, obviously, we're going a little bit into the other people in the cast. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part is people like to play favourites. They have their villains. They have their heroes. So we thought just to get a little teaser of your kind of experience on the show, we play a quick game of most likely to. Obviously, you do this in high school. You say most likely to succeed. Our ones are going to be a little bit different. Um, we've written up a couple. There's a couple that have been provided for us. We're just going to run those by you. You just say the first thing that comes to mind. Don't overthink it and just be, you know, be completely honest. I'm uh, nervous. First one. Who's most likely to join a cult? Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> um, She's quick. I would ask why, but I think we all know <laughs> why. Anyway. Okay. Who is most likely to get cut off at the bar? Nathan. <laughs> or Jade. Or both. Ooh. Because what was Jade? Jade likes a savvy bee. Yeah. Was Jade pumping the savvy bees on set? Um, we played the fifth. No, you know, I'll tell you if I see it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I I was pumping the champagne. So I didn't really notice, you know, when you're having a good time yourself and you really don't notice what other people are doing. But I'm going to assume he was. I think it's safe to assume he was getting stuck into it. I've got to ask, so did Netflix have the budget for champagne or was it sparkling wine? Was it just like a house white (laughs) or was it like proper like like It it depended on the event. So yeah, for like when it was Jess's clothing launch, her fashion launch, she's like a classy bitch Mm. and she it was champagne all the way she had six years to play in which wine she wanted to brew so (laughs) it better be fucking good good. brewing her own in the basement Um, as we speak another interesting one who would be the most likely to go on another reality tv show i think that one's pretty obvious (laughs) he's gonna kill me but nathan (laughs) (laughs) okay what about someone who hasn't already been on another reality show okay um I reckon maybe Simba. Where's he going to go? What shows he? I feel like he looks, Survivor or yeah. something. Oh, I feel like he yeah, would kill it. Like yeah. Survivor, I'm a celeb, get me out of here. And like you'd want to align with someone like him. Yeah, like he would straight be. up. I feel like he'd know his way around the jungle. <laughs> Half the time he looked confused. Like he was dressed like he was meant to be on Survivor. <laughs> Half the time just like he'd, he'd wandered onto the wrong set. He's like, these guys are really well fed for people in like, a deserted <laughs> island. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> okay. Who is most likely to get cancelled? Ooh. Oh my gosh, this is a hard one. Who's most likely, who's going to say something who, that's really controversial? Um, Alex Reid. Alex Reid. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got to go with Alex. 
I've got another one for you. Uh, this is something we spoke about on a different podcast, so this one might seem a little bit uh, strange. I've highlighted there for Star to have a look at. Star, are we happy with me asking that question? Who is most likely to travel the whole entire world and work their ass off to get where they are than for someone as a talent manager to question <laughs> them and their authenticity? Then you sitting there as a talent manager with talent, you're a fucking joke. Who would be the most likely? i got to go with Jay. Jay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a toss-up. <laughs> But I, I'd have to agree with that. Okay, this is a good one. Who's most likely to hold your hair back when you're drunk? Ooh. I'm going to go Hannah. Oh. I'm going to go Hannah. She, yeah. She's she's like, she's a sweetheart and she's like there for you in ways that you wouldn't you wouldn't think. She'd be fantastic when you have a hangover. Like, you know, you have friends who bring you like Powerade and a <laughs> yeah. bit of vodka. Just bring you crystals. She, sound healing, yeah. crystals. She's like throwing cumin powder and everything on you. She'd be fantastic. <laughs> she might even cut you up some cucumber slices to put on your eyes. She's the only girl I've ever met who can be like severely hungover and still just like full of like light and laugh. I'm like, how are you laughing when like surely your head must be hurting and she's just like still just full of like bubbles and sunshine and rainbows. It's like epic. That's how she gets into the cult. She lulls you in with a false <laughs> sense of security when she's taking care of you, which I think makes a lot of sense. Now, this episode... Holy shit. Oh, it was a juicy one. It was a little bit juicy. Yeah. End of episode three, you thought, well, Alex and Jade went at it. Surely that's it. Yeah. No. They had a round two as well. And we really got left with a big cliffhanger as well. That was kind of the first cliffhanger that we'd seen in Byron Bay. So it was like, we just need more. And we're only allowed to watch one episode a week. So we were like, no, you got to turn it off. So we're really strong. We've got good yeah, willpower. It's been tough, but just being able to like wait a little bit and then see it all unfold. I think it made it much more worth it. That was a terrible way of phrasing it, much more worth it. <laughs> I loved it. But um, there's one th- there was one line that Jade said that I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, he said, all of the talent you have have done jack shit compared to what I have. Mm-hmm. Now, Star, that sort of applies to us, but <laughs> we have Sarah on the Behind the Base podcast, so I think it just applies to every other piece of talent that we have here. Yeah. And we're in the clear at this point. So I think we're all good. Yeah, no, it wasn't about us. We're doing great. We've no longer done jack shit. (laughs) But you obviously stuck off Alex a fair bit, which is really cool to see. What was your mindset in that moment? Because it looked incredibly tense. I think it was an awful moment where I was just, my heart was racing and I don't like conflict and it seemed like it was just daggers going in either direction. And I mean, well, they were mostly going in one direction, but it was, (laughs) but it was, it was just getting like nasty for the sake of being nasty, um, which I don't like. So my role there was not to come in and escalate it and start and make the war even bigger. It was to just try to like diffuse the tension and try to like calm everybody down especially being aware that it's not about us it was about Kai's art that night so Mm -hmm. yeah just trying to like be the mediator and have the boys have a civilized conversation with each other which from the start it was kind of obvious that was never gonna happen Um, but yeah, it was, it was rough. It was definitely a very emotionally charged conversation. I imagine we only saw maybe 30% of what actually went down. Uh, It was, it was quite, and that happens quite a bit, you know, upon watching it back where it's like, you know, things got more savage and it's obviously, yeah. Is there any lines that we missed out on on the show that you feel like you could share or that you remember at all? I must admit I've blocked out a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) At the time I was like... And then and and now I'm like I know something real savage went down but yeah I'm trying not to I'm trying to like I lo- I love Alex I love Jade mm-hmm. I'm like 
stop boys, stop, <laughs> stop fighting, please. What was really hard to watch was how everyone kind of directed their anger towards you after that interaction with Jade and Alex. It was kind of like everyone was just pissed off at you after that. Yeah. You've only known Alex for two weeks. Why are you sticking up for him when in reality, everyone had kind of known, most people had only known each other for two weeks. Is that right? Um, everyone had known each other at that point for different periods of time. Um, the frustrating thing for me was that um, I was there sticking up for my friend Alex and Jess was sticking up for her friend Jade and we'd kind of had the same timeline of friendship and I wasn't jumping down her throat for sticking up for Jade because she had every right to so that was like for me I was very confused because I don't think there's like this you know time frame on when you're allowed you know it, it's been three months probation now you can stick up for your friend like you know you've been through all this stuff and now you can stick up for your friend so was, that was like really quite strange to me but I also feel like straight off the bat being the newcomer and ruffling some feathers um people just look for an excuse to to villainize you yeah so yeah, I just thought that was so weird that they were like you know you've only known Alex for two weeks I'm like you guys have only known Jade for two weeks I didn't like that was very confusing me. Their argument made no sense because if you just flip it, it's the same thing. But it's a classic example of, you know, when things get heated and you're arguing to argue and not, you know, you're arguing to win and not arguing for peace, which to me, like I think when you start name calling, you start being nasty and you start bringing things into the fight that's irrelevant, that's like nobody wins. So, and I think that's what was happening, which is why it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. So do you think that Alex was in the wrong? Um, I think he had every right to ask the question um but perhaps there was a better time and place like in hindsight it was like maybe that you know it would not have escalated had there not been an audience and been at yeah a place like that where there's everyone's kind of watching and yeah it's it's an event held by the most chill guy on the show <laughs> yeah I mean, like, problematic king yeah <laughs> his grandparents yeah. were at the event as well oh, which yeah. was hilarious yeah. i think someone else mentioned that his grandparents were asking him like yeah they're arguing about followers and they didn't yeah. know what that was which is hilarious because <gasps> when yeah. you break it down it's such a petty argument to yeah have. It it's really such a was. small thing that's so sweet though nan and popper in the corner like darling what followers <laughs> <laughs> they're coming over with like checking his insights like yeah we checked it they're all <laughs> But one of the weird things that got brought up was there started to be this weird contradiction or rivalry between, you know, Gold Coast and Byron Bay. Yeah. And I remember even you said, I keep hearing Byron vibes, that's so Byron, what is Byron? Yeah. And then even one of the girls said, you can't take the Gold Coast out of some girls. Yeah. Which seems like a bit of a shot. You've obviously been there. We all got to hear them say the word vibes about 4,000 times an episode. Uh-huh. What is your vibe of Byron, good or bad now? Um, that's a tricky one. And I think it's the same way where people will say that the Gold Coast is trash. It's a, it's a broad statement and there is some truth in it, but there's also such a generalized statement that's just not accurate for the most part. So, um, my experience of Byron that you see is like, is pretty accurate to how it was. It was meeting a bunch of people who have these ideas in the head of what spirituality and what being grounded is like. And, um, there's a lot of like hypocrisy going on because there is a lot of judgment and surface level opinions that people are kind of throwing around. So that's, and that's what I experienced on and off camera, even what you guys don't see. Well, I remember I went to the Gold Coast recently and I really took in the culture, movie world, um, <laughs> retros was really enlightening. Um, really yeah. warms the soul, cleanses your soul. Kind Dracula? Of. Yeah. Uh, Dracula. I, I didn't get to go see that. Oh, yeah. no. But it's a, it rejuvenates the soul. But 
Gold Coast is a beautiful place. It, it copped a lot of shit for being, you know, a little bit bogue and people always call it, you know, Hollywood on the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah. I, I did get conned out of 20 bucks by a Buddhist monk who sold me a bracelet. Did you tell at, that story on the, the first step, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if Sarah's heard and I need her to know because okay. I need you to go back and get <laughs> Should my I go money. back and avenge? Yeah, Might be go, a repeat offender. You never know. Go fight a Buddhist monk on my <laughs> okay. behalf. I appreciate I'll do that. it. So we really try to channel the energy of every episode when we come into the studio because it was a lot of Gold Coast versus Byron. Today we've tried to come dressed as if we're just giving off big Gold Coast energy. How did we do? You guys absolutely nailed it. Yes. Like you look like you could be just walking down Broad Beach oh, yes. on a Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. I know what Broad Beach is. <laughs> I'm Going to Burley Pav. Burley Pav. God, I'm glad we brought that up because for people watching, they just see me dressed like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and we just never address it. You look it. like you're going to a festival, actually. Yeah, I was going to say because like people at the Pav are pretty well like dressed. Like they dress up. It's yeah. Not, it's not like typical Gold Coast vibes there. It's new Gold Coast, I would say. Mm. You know, we've classed it up a bit yeah. in the last few years. <laughs> is, is this classy right now? Is what it's we're doing? like medium. I mean, like... <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> In other words, no. I, I would say <laughs> like lucky, trash. Y- y- no, but oh, star, yes. 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 <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> lucky. New Gold Coast, old Gold yes, Coast. you're Povo and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you might be going to the races at the Turf Club. I, that's, yeah. I feel like, I, you know what I model this off? I look like the male version of those girls in the gold bikinis with like the blue sashes and the cowboy the hats. The, what are they called? The Gold Coast, the Surfers Paradise Mina Maids. They are... M- Mina maids. Mina maids. I'm a Mina maid. There you go. They come around and they put coins in the parking meters when people are about to run out so that they don't get fined. That's a thing? It's an institution. Yeah. It's this old thing that's been run by this old Gold Coast woman for years. It's like iconic. I didn't know. That's amazing. We do not have that in Sydney. Yeah. Our parking inspectors are dickheads. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine you're like, shit, I'm about to get a fine. And then some like 10 out of 10 is just like. Yeah. Hot girl with the gold sash comes past and is like, don't worry, worry. I got this. I've got this. Or Lockie Mac with the gold sash. (laughs) Don't worry, Dal, I've got you. Pop a $2 coin in. Look at me. People are going to think I'm like stealing their car. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm helping. Yeah. Don't worry about it. That's the vibes of the Gold Coast though. Everyone's just there for one another. Beautiful. Yeah. So Lockie and Sarah, I can't believe we are up to episode four now. Yeah. It feels like just yesterday we we're watching the two-minute trailer. Yeah, it's beautiful to come along and watch this journey with them. Um, this is what kind of freaks me out because Sarah has obviously lived through all this. She knows what's happening. So we could look like dickheads making our predictions of what's going to happen. <laughs> like I hate this person and then they turn out to like own several charities. So, <laughs> Which we're going to be getting into a couple of the characters. But... What a beautiful episode that was. Stunning. I mean, you go from the drama of Kai's event and then we suddenly have Simba. It's incredible that of all the people to reach out and decide, you know what, I'm going to fix Byron Bay, it was Simba. So King Simba organises this kind of fire twirling ceremony party kind of vibe because what he said is that fire is the primordial element for creation and destruction. Fire holds a lot of power. I don't think he was aiming to destruct anything with this ceremony. It was more so a healing energy going around. Yeah, I can't say that I understand half the shit that Simba (laughs) says. But, like, he seems like he's coming across really nice. And I love that his origin story was, like, a finance bro becoming, like, whatever Simba is. I love how many dangly feather earrings he has. Like, that man is, like, catching birds and just taking the feathers off. He's like, that's going to make some a beautiful pair of earrings. <laughs> what was your first impression of when you first met Simba? What were your first thoughts on him? Uh, Simba and I got on straight away. And I, like, I loved him. 
Um, and then we just really didn't get to spend much time together. Like, I don't know, it was weird. But every time I saw him, he's a very calming presence. I, I'm not sure because I know him personally that like how he comes across on camera but he is one of the most genuine and beautiful and calming energies you'll ever meet and you can't be stressed or anxious in his presence when you hang out he just he'll look you in the eye and like you're the most important person in the room and connects with you and when you can talk to him you just feel like oh, <laughs> it's all gonna be okay oh that's so lovely yeah. He's, yeah he's actually beautiful I hope you guys could get to meet him because he's just great I hope so he's gonna he's gonna come in with some sage and make it all <laughs> smell nice but he kind of seems like the male equivalent of Hannah to me yeah but I, I think their energy is quite different but we see we're only up to episode four so we don't really know what happens they could get married yeah, they could I'm holding out hope for that <laughs> But I just loved when everyone was coming into the fire ceremony and, you know, he's doing his thing. He knows exactly what he's doing and they kind of move the camera to the side of it and you can see Elias with his drum was incredible. What, yeah. Was that a bit weird? Watching it was a bit weird. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, w- it was weird. You walk into – I walked into Crystal Castle and it's this spirit night and I didn't know what to expect and seeing Simba was like, yes, this makes sense and then seeing Elias with – a big ass drum. It was like, what is about to go down here? Like, yeah, I mean, I know he's like jack of all trades and a master of none, but yeah. he never told me he was a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a, it was an odd, odd scene to walk into, but like all power to him, you know. Speaking of spirit night, if I heard that, I wouldn't be thinking a ceremonial cacao in a wooden bowl. I'd be thinking, is there shots? What are we drinking? Are we making cocktails? Well, that was exactly my thought. Exactly my thought. I was not given any kind of prep on it. All I was told was that Simba was having a spirit night. So I brought a bottle of gin (laughs) in my bag, which, you know, probably didn't like go down well with everyone. But yeah, that was, that's what I thought. And I walked in, I was like, this is not the spirit night that I thought it was going to be. I'm like, should I leave it at the door? No, I did not. I brought it in. Good. A a bottle of gin in your bag. It's very like when you're 18 and go into a house party or something and you like shove it. I'm just going to a sleepover, mum. But there's like bottles clanking around in your bag. That's exactly what it was like. And Alex would keep coming up and checking on me. And I'm like, look like my little flask (laughs) while I'm here now. And I brought the spirits. So So did you mix the cacao with the gin? Was it like a cocktail? Cocktail? No, I had no cacao. I just had this. It wasn't even offered to me. Perhaps they were just like, she's good. She's good. She's got a drink she for the night. She seems fine, yeah. Sarah seems really happy She fell in the fire a couple of times. But like. She's just getting really in touch with herself right yeah. now. Yeah. I wish it was like an actual spirit night, like completely flipped. Like you got there with bottle girls, big bottles of Belvedere. No, that's season two. That's like, you know, when, when, when Baze comes to the Gold Coast, <laughs> Sarah does a spirit night. <laughs> So it seems like there's a lot of weird parties. Like you don't just go to a normal party in Byron. You go into like a sound healing ceremony, mm. a spirit night, a fashion show. Does anyone ever just have like a Macca's party? I didn't go to a Macca's party when I was in Byron and I have to hand it to them. Like they're pretty creative in coming up with ways for an excuse to drink, you know? Like yeah. it's like why sit around at a pub and drink when we can like have a big elaborate event and, you know, they were fun for the most part, you know? So what would be the Gold Coast equivalent of like a sound healing ceremony? It'd probably just be the same thing but everybody's naked. <laughs> just less clothes. Ooh, okay. Naked we sound healing. That. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Now, we actually had a lot of that went down at this. The, the most ironic part was a it lot was of a, nakedness. At this yeah, time. so a lot of nakedness <laughs> like, went down. It's the behind the scenes bits. <laughs> Wait, did Netflix give you special access? Why they did. I get that? Did they not text you? No. All right, I'll I'll talk to Jonathan Netflix. <laughs> I'll <email> you. 
But for a place that was meant to be, you know, a healing space, it was very ironic that it was causing more drama than usual in terms of yeah. Jade and Alex went at it. But we've seen that. I've seen that battle. I'm okay with that. I know what's going to happen and it was kind of shut down pretty quickly. The one that I was excited to see was Nathan and Ellie's finally addressing Nathan's existential crisis of I'm not a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see a lot of that go down? Like, did you hear what they were talking about or were you kind of watching it? Um, I wasn't watching it and it's oh, it's one of those things like these – when you gather everyone together, there's a lot of energy going on and, you know, people haven't seen each other since they heard this rumour or this happened or this or whatever. So it's very hard to like – keep the peace when there's issues um and and I like to try and stay as far away from it as possible so I was like just having my own spirit night in the corner while that was happening (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I was I was aware that something was happening but I was just kind of like trying really hard to just get in the good vibes and not worry about it too much until obviously finding out after it had something to do with me and then I'm like oh did you have a chaser in your bag as well or was it just no just Just the hard shit straight to it that is spiritual (laughs) that is spiritual (laughs) (laughs) how are you feeling spiritual really good so warm and fuzzy but did you think there was any truth to what Elias said in terms of he said you know if you're if you're a fuck boy, that's fine, but at least own it. This is what I can understand, and I'm going to give you a really boring answer because I can understand both sides. I mm-hmm. do get that Elias is making an observation, and he is all about just being honest and being truthful and not leading someone down the garden path. Mm-hmm. And Nathan is very about like, if you're my friend, never speak badly about me. So it was a soft spot for him. It's always been a soft spot for him to be called that. So for him, it was a far more offensive word than what a lot of people realize. It's like the equivalent if we girls and you find out that your friend's like, oh yeah, no, she's a slut. You know, it's like yeah. that. Ugh. Like if to, to Elias, he thought he's just saying, this is I'm observing what kind of guy he is. And to Nathan, it's incredibly offensive. Mm. So I can see both sides. Yeah. yeah. So Elias is using it more of like a colloquial kind of like cheeky way. Whereas yeah. that word to Nathan He wasn't means, throwing any shade. Yeah. He was just giving his honest opinion. And that's what Elias values. What Nathan values is loyalty and friendship. But Elias sees that as blind loyalty because he's like, well, I'm not going to say something that's not true. Do you think that one of the issues was the fact that Elias went to you about it before he actually went to Nathan and spoke to him about the fact that he thought he was a fuckboy? Um, that's probably what bothered Nathan. The thing is, it's it's hard because a conversation was had where he, you know, I asked him a question and he answered it. He wasn't going to go like, take five, let me just call my friend and see if he's okay. Like these things just kind of happen. They fall out and you have a conversation and then he didn't think anything of it. So he wouldn't have even thought about it until Nathan brought it up with him I assume I think the issue was that they would what the kind of edit was framed as was that Elias was doing that because he was keen on you as well whereas maybe he did that because as a friend he cared about you and he was trying to protect you so I think that's definitely where the bit of a miscommunication has happened between everyone so do you think that Elias is an egotistical fuck and insecure <laughs> because Nathan certainly does beautiful segue <laughs> um no I don't yes no, I don't. Do you think Nathan really does think that or maybe it was just um, in the moment? Again, one of those things with saying hurtful things because you're upset. Yeah. And that's and I do think that Nathan's guilty of that mm. when it's shooting from the hip because he doesn't get his way. I thought Nathan's response was very interesting to when Elias basically admitted it. A lot of his response was, well, why don't you come and get to know me? And I recounted, he said that seven times to him. He said, why don't you come to get me know, like, know me better, which I took as – they're going to start dating pretty soon. 
<laughs> I mean, Nathan was like, why don't you come get to know me? I'm not a fuck boy. I'll actually treat you with a lot of respect. I'll take you out. Rice paper rolls and make them handmade like a dick <laughs> I'll bring my dog, sit on the beach. Like I like them. I, I ship Nellius. 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 I love that. Leothan. Yeah. They <laughs> make a very sexy couple. But that's my um. prediction. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> Obviously you know if that happens or not. But we have to wait, unfortunately. Sarah, I was getting a lot of bitchy high school vibes throughout episode four. I just really hated that everyone was just bickering and talking about these little things behind one another's back. What was it like to actually experience that? Um, it was weird because um, at the start, I didn't actually even really believe it. And then, and, and I kind of brushed it off and then it kind of like snowballs and keeps happening. And um, when I moved to Byron, I thought I'm going to just you know, be able to get in there and make friends quite quickly. And if people don't like me from first impressions, I usually will work my way in, but that didn't happen. So that was like a bit of a shock. Yeah. It, so it was, it was tough. It was like incredibly isolating and it was also hard. I'm so grateful and happy for Jade that he connected with people so easily. Um, but like quite often I was like, well, how come that's not happening with me? It was it felt incredibly unfair. Do you feel like they were threatened by you in any way? I, it's People have said that. They say if, if people don't like you, maybe they're threatened or they're jealous. And the concept is so weird to me because I'm like, if I meet somebody who I think is like successful or beautiful, whatever, like I gravitate towards them and I want to be around them. So I don't really understand why that. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's why like you too. Exactly. That's why we're here today. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, but so I don't know. It's a weird thing. And I just thought, you know, get to know me first. But everyone's pretty quick to dismiss and pretty quick to judge, which was really disappointing for me. I think Australia has a really big issue with tall poppy syndrome. Like mm -hmm. we just yeah. love to kind of bring other people, not we, not behind the bays, no. but we, you see it a lot. People are kind of like beautiful, successful. They're rolling in and people are just like, eh, oh my God. If you're good at anything, people yeah. want to tell you, oh, you're a brain surgeon. Cool, I think, yeah, and I think when they don't understand who you are, then and that's what happened to me, like being branded as fake really quickly because um, I can't just be friendly with people, and they and that's all there is. That's all like people take that as fake. If I'm friendly, they'll call me fake, and if I'm reserved, they call me standoffish. Mm. And it's just something that like it's not the first time it happened in Byron, but it was probably the worst. Mm. Speaking of people that maybe were a little bit threatened by you, the, the weirdest dynamic I think in the show is you, Nathan, and our, the lovely Elle, who we discovered had a boyfriend like not too long ago, which was Plot one twist. Of, that was a confusing little tidbit from that episode. But Elle's always come across very standoffish towards you, I think. And she comes a little bit protective of Nathan. What are your kind of thoughts? Did they portray her a little bit too harshly or is it kind of accurate? Um... It's it's weird because like to be honest, I really I, when I first met Elle, I really liked her, mm. um, and I was like, yes, she's this like like boss lady that's just like she's so cool and rah rah rah, and and her vibes were just really like in control and whatever, and um, I just thought that was her, so I didn't realize that that's what she was like because she didn't like me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one to answer. I'm not gonna throw shade or anything like that. It was. Yeah. Another really exciting thing in episode four was you got a bit of a makeover, yes. didn't you? A little by the Byronification of yes. Sarah. Yes. <laughs> Hannah made me a Byron girl. <laughs> you had a very iconic line and I think yes. we have a board of shame for silly quotes that people say, but we need like... What else? What's the, what's the opposite of a board of shame? Uh, iconic lines yeah. board. I iconic. I, yeah, let's just go with that one. That was <laughs> iconic, <laughs> iconic lines. 
So you said, when in Byron, wear some fucking linen. Yeah. Which, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like the number one thing in their economy is just people buying linens. What supports it? But when you were there, you said it wasn't really your vibe too much. Like, did you kind of get on board with it? Because obviously you wore that dress that she gave you to the ceremony. Yeah. But you had your own kind of touch to it as well that you added. Which yes. was iconic, by the way. I, I loved mean, it. Thank you. I mean, it was... The, the brief that we were given or that I was given was it's this spirit night. So it's like it's boho-y but also like sexy and edgy. And so I was like, well, like it fits. I, I, I didn't feel like it was going to be a situation where I was out of place. I was like, right, I'm going to actually nail this look and everyone is going to be like, yes. And everyone was like, no. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was giving me like just, yeah, real sexy girl boss energy, but Byron vibes as well. Thank you. So Hannah's shop looked pretty exy, all of the things, pretty expenny. Yeah. Did you have to give that outfit back? Um, she gifted it to me actually. Cool. Yeah, she was very generous. And I will say that like Bisque has beautiful things. Yeah. Like the store is stunning and what they've picked, the, the things they've sourced is just epic. And the quality as well. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's 100%. no like cotton on scratchy fake linen. Yeah. <laughs> <That laughs> Mess with Bisco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was about to say this episode is brought to you by Bisque. <laughs> just plugging them in. But that's what was interesting. The fact that you added that little touch of yours to the outfit yeah. and that's what made the girls say you can't take the Gold Coast out of some yeah. girls. Whereas Jade is also from the Gold Coast. I just noted this down. He was wearing a mesh shirt with flames coming from the bottom, a gold chain, sunglasses at night and a big fur coat. But no one said anything about that. Yeah, did There's you, the double standards. Yeah, I was going to say, did you find that there was a, a bit of a double standard with how you were treated versus how Jade was treated? I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. That was very obvious to everyone and that was very obvious what was happening. Um, but I think maybe it's just like a girl thing as girls, they're comparing to other girls. And, and with Jade, it's like that there's nothing to compare to he's just mm. in his own lane um but 100 i find it really funny when people say things like you know you can take the gold coast out you can't take the gold coast out of the girl because i'm like yeah why <laughs> shouldn't i be gold coast like i'm proud to be from the gold coast yeah. i'm like I'll, I'll rep that shit all day people trying like, to use it as an insult and you're like hello literally <laughs> i have no i've had friends like i lived in melbourne for years and they'd always say it and i'm like you're not offending me with this yeah. some of these gold coast girls that I know they're friends of mine that look the way that people judge them and they have the boobs and the hair and the lashes and everything. And they have, you know, what they do for a living is questionable by some people. And they're the, some of the most down to earth, incredible, giving, generous, sweet, genuine people ever. So mm. to me, I'm like, it, I don't really give a shit, to be honest, if people yeah. say that, because I know the real Gold Coast girls and they're fucking legend. And that's the way it should be. Who cares? I think the quote was literally... So about the Gold Coast girls, painted on dresses, high heels, fake lips, fake boobs and fake nails. I mean, that yeah. sounds hot to me. Like at the end of the day, who really gives and a And real personalities and like <laughs> real and genuine people. Ooh. So like I know which one I would rather, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, sticking up for the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah the girls. Someone has to. <laughs> That's beautiful. I mean, I, I just I just like the Gold Coast because for the clubbing when I was up there. I thought you were going to say fucking Movie World again. <laughs> movie World, movie world is good. great. I mean, like. <laughs> movie World is good. They have the shittest Batman like mascot there though. <gasps> Do they? Oh, really I mean, bad. it changes. I have two of my friends used to be Marilyn. Really? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lucky, you, you could be the next Batman. Yeah, <gasps> I'd love a you step should. stool. <laughs> <laughs> Who, if you okay, so this is the question that everyone's been asking us. If you were working at Movie World as one of the characters, 
who who do you think you'd be and who do, would you actually want to be? I would like to think I would get to be Wonder Woman. Yeah. Nice. Because that's like my dream and I'd probably probably stick me in a Tweety costume or something. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see you as like one of the Scooby-Doo gang. Like you could be like oh Belma or something. Yes. Like Belma when she's in her hot era, when she wears like the sexy outfit. I like love you could rock that. that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And you would be Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'd be Scrappy-Doo. You know, Scrappy-Doo. The little, you know, I got, I got asked to do be Santa on my very last day at my bar job. Ooh. They had this big thing they were giving wow. away presents to kids and because it was my last day, my manager made me dress as Santa. Skinniest Santa you've ever seen. <laughs> and the kids were like not happy about it. And I'm giving them like toys and they're like... You're like, I'm doing this for you. Like, Merry Christmas, you little cunts. <laughs> they're sitting there like, I don't think I believe in Santa anymore. I'm like, fucking good. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, amazing. I think when you're having a bit of a shitty time, it's really important to have people in your life that keep you grounded and who can bring you back down to earth. And correct me if I'm wrong, but for you, that mum is definitely one of those people in your life. Yes. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing in these kinds of situations. So, yeah, she's my saving grace. She's definitely one of my favourite characters. She's <laughs> yes. such a good palate cleanser when you've got all these people who are just, like, talking yeah. over each other. And then you get to the scenes where you're talking to your mum and she's just there listening being like, that's not good. Yeah, like, I know. She's really breaking that down well. Yeah. This shit is, it is a, not good. Honestly, she's used to me just ranting and she just knows to just listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she lovely. knows now, but it's so funny because I see so many people that tweeted like, Sarah's mum's my favourite. She's the MVP, rah, rah, and I show mum and she's not sure what to make of it. She's like, oh, they're bagging me out. I'm like, no, they're doing the opposite. Like she's so innocent. She has absolutely no idea. So she, has she seen the show? Yeah. What does she think? She was, I mean, I warned her before because she's never even heard me <laughs> swear. Like, oh. and I'm like, I'm just letting you know that like it's adult. And she's like, that's okay. And then she watched it and she was like, oh. She got to the high hills and undies line. Yeah. Oh, she died. I was like laughing about it with her. I'm like, oh, I was making a joke, whatever. And she was like, I, she's like, I blocked my ears. With oh my God. It's like, like when oh. you're younger and you watch a movie with your parents and like a bit of a spicy scene comes yeah. on and you're like, oh my God, no, don't Not look. Right yeah. But this, it was me. It was yeah. happening too. So I was like, mum, look away. <laughs> uh, she watched it by herself. I was like, no way in hell I would watch it with her. <laughs> so did mum know what MVP was? No, no. And that's why she thought it was like, she's like, oh no, did I screw up? I'm like, oh, you, oh my God. I'm like, you have no idea. I'm just not even going to bother telling you. That's did so she know sweet. what fuckboy was? I, we haven't had that conversation. No. <laughs> We're not even going to go there. <laughs> no worries. Now, obviously, there's going to be a lot of things coming up in the next couple episodes. You've yeah. been, well, I would say you've seen them. You were fucking there. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. What are your thoughts on what's going to be coming up? Obviously, Elias and Nathan, are they going to repair that relationship or is it going down the toilet? Look, I don't know. Nathan seemed pretty emotional and heated in the moment, but I think or I hope that eventually he will come around. We have had little hints from other people we've had on the podcast. We had Matt Allright Hay on last week and he did tell us just to, you know, don't be set on your opinion of people just yet. So I really think that that was a bit of a teaser about Nathan because we did go pretty hard on him in yeah, the early we, episodes. Sorry, Nathan. We had some select words <laughs> pretty early on. but So I hope that they can resolve everything um mm. and then sarah i can't wait to see what happens with you in the next episode because you were giving big girl boss energy after having your chat with mom yes yeah i don't want to give too much away but you know there's there's a bit of a change in dynamic so sarah for episode five what are three words that come to mind when you think about the tea that happens in ep five okay one i'm gonna say mermaids two chaos <laughs> and three is a hyphenated word <laughs> 
High horse. <laughs> high horse, mermaid chaos. I'm going to get a mermaid fighter. High horse. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. That it sounds is. really interesting. It's a lot. It'll be a lot of fun for you to watch. It wasn't a lot of fun for me, but it was. But it, <laughs> you'll see. So does this mean we have to dress as mermaids? Shit, I've Chuck on being Ariel. I've already got my outfit. Ready. <laughs> You're Sebastian or nothing. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm Sebastian. That's fine with me. Damn it! I want to come back for the next one. This yeah, we have to. Do we have that in the budget? <laughs> yeah, they'll just stop paying me, and they'll probably <laughs> whatever I was. We'll shout you. We'll go halvesies. <laughs> yeah, they're like Sarah's coming Epic. back, so you're not getting paid. <laughs> Fair enough. And Sarah, if you could put a good word out to the rest of the base for us, that would be great because we would love to have Hannah on the pod. I mean, obviously Kai. We want Kai. Nathan, Nathan. To either reaffirm what I've said or to apologise. <laughs> yeah. We'll go one of two ways. Hannah will be fun. I'll have a chat to her and get her on here because she, like, she's so much fun. You yeah. guys will love having her. And that's her. a promise from Sarah. We've yes. recorded that. Yeah. So <laughs> on the record. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. We had so much fun. Yay, thank you for having me. It's so good to be here, you guys. Yeah, it's so lovely meeting you. Please tell your mother we said hello as well. I she, will. She'll die. Oh, my gosh. The absolute MVP <laughs> of the show. And Sarah's actually just flown down for this podcast episode, so we're pretty special. Yeah, I mean, like, not a lot of people get flown down here just to sit here and chat with us. A lot of people have to be forced to do that, but you came down, so we appreciate you doing that. Of course. Can't thank you enough for that <laughs> Thank as well. you, guys. And we look forward to seeing what you're going to be doing in the future episodes. We obviously wish you all the best in the show and beyond in your music career as well. If you want to check out our music at St. James, you want to plug the music as well? Absolutely. Uh, the single number two, which is called Ooh. Liars, is out 31st of March. And if it sounds familiar to you, it's because I perform it at Kai's exhibition. Yes. So record a studio version and it's out next Thursday. Oh. Can't wait. Wait, and thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Bays. As always, we will be back in your ears next Tuesday, 5pm, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm, yeah, uh, make sure you're watching Byron Bays, get all the juicy bits, see all the best parts of Sarah, see how her story goes. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, my name's Lockie Mack. I'm Star. Bye. Byron Bays. St. James Music, 31st March. Bays, liars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, love it. Yay! Cool.